Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. morning and welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam with a very runny nose for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Um, which is information I don't think anyone out there really needed to know, but if you hear a lot of pauses, that's why. Because I have to, you know, pause to blow my nose. So that's not disgustingly on the audio. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, good morning. Um bit of housekeeping before we get too deep into today's topic, being Moon Knight episode 4. Um, if you like the show, if you uh, if you like what we do here, uh, hit the subscribe button, um, because, you know, we, we do a lot. There's a lot of things that are covered here on this show, be it new release movies, like tonight I'm going to see Northman, tomorrow I'm going to see The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, um, sometimes we do video games, sometimes we do... You know, a lot of times we do TV, um, so like, you know, throughout Plainville, we do, uh, The Dropout, uh, Moon Knight, uh, Coming Soon, Miss Marvel, Kenobi, um, episode recaps, uh, so if you hit subscribe, um, the episodes will, you know, not be, go right to your phone so you know when we have a new episode out, and then you don't have to worry about having to search us out or anything like that, um, if you like the analysis, the analysis is pretty consistent across the board, um, also if you can give us five stars, um, in the review, that would be very helpful, um, because, uh, if you want to get onto Rotten Tomatoes as a podcast, you have to have a five, you have to have, like, a, a four-star rating, but with 500 reviews, so if you could do that, that would be very helpful to us, um, on, on Apple Podcasts, so, uh, it takes, like, two seconds, um, so, Moon Knight, Moon Knight episode four, um, now, I, I did really like the, you know, the ending. I also like that they're not going to drag out the whole, um, does, uh, what's it called? Does, um, does Layla know, or, or when does Layla find out about Stephen killing, you know, her father? I don't think it was Stephen, like, the way he talks about it. Um, I don't think it was Stephen. I think that that body killed her father, but I don't think it was Steven or, um, or, or, um, or Mark. Um, I think the body is, like, I think it was, you know, the third personality that's definitely in there, um, but I don't think it's being introduced to, like, next episode, the episode after, uh, if we get it at all, uh, with Jake, Jake Lockley. I think that's gonna be the, the personality that did actually kill her father, because I think that, you know, I think the way that Mark's been portrayed, he's kind of a pragmatist. Mark is not someone who kills, you know, indiscriminately. It's not like he's there, like, we're going to kill people just for the sake of killing people. It's, you know, if, if someone needs to be killed, 
then certainly I'm not against it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to, you know, to kill people needlessly. Um, and I think that's kind of a, uh, an important distinction to have for his character, is that, you know, yeah, he's a killer and he's willing to kill, but he's not going to do it unless necessary. Um, so it's kind of interesting to me. It is, uh, that they, they kind of played that in that way. Um, what else was there in this episode? And I think that it's good that they kind of had it out there on Front Street, um, and, and put it out there now, instead of sitting there and being like, is she, when she's gonna find out what happened there? And it's like dragging it out until, I guess really all they could drag it out to, realistically, is episode five, um, and, uh, and, and moving on from there, but, you know, because then they have to reconcile by episode six, and then, you know, be ready to move on, and, uh, and be ready to move on by episode six, um, I think putting it there was a good idea, um, and I think the thing, too, that I, I liked is that there is complexity to the emotion on this show, where, like, Layla finds out that Mark or someone in Mark's body killed her father, and her response after is not, you know, because it, it's like they they were married and all of that, it's not like that she's, she's, uh, what's it called? It's not like she's like, fuck him, fuck him to death, I want nothing to do with him, and it's like, he's dead to me. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of complex emotions going on, especially considering there's more than one person in that body that are, that's, you know, vying for screen time. It is, it's this idea that, you know, yeah, he, you know, he did that, he may have done that. Also, you know, there's also the distinct possibility that Arthur may have been lying, um, and, and we know he, we know he wasn't, but, you know, she, you know, and, and the way that he kind of half confesses, you know, I guess is enough. Um, but still, when he gets shot and gets thrown into the water, um, there's still that look of horror on her face as he's shot. Because at the end of the day, it's, you know, they're still married. And, and like, look, terrible thing that happened. And, but there's still an emotional connection between the two characters. And I think that, you know, We've been doing a lot of blowing of Oscar Isaac um, on this show because I mean, look, you can't say Oscar Isaac's not doing a tremendous job um, over the course of this show with his performance as Mark Spector and as Stephen Grant and, and and all of that. He is he is doing absolutely wonderful things um, from subtle nuance in the character when he switches from one to the other to you know just you know making them feel distinct and unique and playing off of himself basically at times, where he's, he's talking to himself, um, it's not like, you know, Robert Downey Jr., who has, you know, Jarvis, it is, he is talking to himself, um, and, you know, and it works, it works within the the context of his show, and it works because, you know, he can sell it, he's a great actor. The problem I have, and the thing is, it's like, we've been doing that a lot, and it's like, Ethan Hawke hasn't really been getting a lot of, you know, time talking about his performance, as he's playing this kind of subtle, really good zealot, and I, I love the way he's doing it, um, and I, I don't think we've really given enough props to, uh, May Cal- Callumway, I believe is how you pronounce her name, who plays, um, what's it called, who plays, uh, Lila, but she's doing a tremendous job as well, and she's doing a lot 
with very little. Um, because it's not like she has a tremendous role in the show, which I'll maintain is not entirely her fault. Um, which, I mean, look, to say it is her fault is ridiculous because it, it 100% comes down to screen time allocated by the writers. Um, but she's not doing a ton with, with what, she's doing a ton with what little she has. Um, so like, you know, even small things like, you know, she's got to deal with, you know, reconciling what happened to her father at the hands of her husband, who, by the way, has dissociative identity disorder. And then also she spends most of the episode, this episode, talking to Steven. And I think this is the first time I've been okay with Steven having most of the screen time in an episode. Because it's, it's, it's so interesting to see him ha- trying to piece together the past that, that, that had with Mark. And it's an interesting way to exposit Mark's relationship with Lila, or Layla, um, without making it feel like everything you've ever seen before. And it, it, it is so well done, and so so interesting that they do it that way. Um, and I think that, like, on top of that, when we get to the scene at the end, um, which is probably my favorite scene of the show so far in the mental institution, um, where, where Mark is, you know, when Mark is in the mental institution, and he's talking to Harrow, who's, you know, a doctor, and, you know... Uh, Lila is a, uh, what's it called? Lila is another patient, as is the gift shop, you know, manager, and, and all of these other people. They're all just other characters, um, and it, it, like, like, all other people who are in this asylum, and it's such an interesting and well-done scene, and it gives everyone an avenue to play someone slightly different, and I got... Legion vibes, the FX show Legion, which was tremendous. Um, if you haven't watched Legion, um, go and watch Legion. You could probably get it on Hulu if it was an FX show. But Legion was so, so good. Um, and it kind of, it felt like that, that scene at the end. And then, when he pulls, you know, Steven out of the, what's it called, out of the sarcophagus... And then the two of them are trying to escape, and they run into the, uh, what's it called? They run into the, uh, the, the hippo goddess. It's just so funny, because they're both screaming the exact, like, they're both screaming, but it's so, they're both screaming differently, because they're two different people, but the two Oscar Isaacs next to each other screaming in horror at this giant hippo is hilarious. Um, and I, I feel like this is meant to be a symbolic journey. Because what we have through most of the show is this kind of rivalry between Mark and Steven. And kind of this uneasy alliance where the two of them don't really like each other, but they don't really have a choice in the matter. They have to work together to not, you know, to to get through this alive. Where, you know, Khonshu has kind of taken control of of Mark's, you know, body and has given him the, the power of Moon Knight. Um, I think it's an interesting kind of, you know, take on it, where now they have to work together, you know, Mark and Steve have to work together to get out of this, you know, uh, what's the one for you, out of of this, you know, mental institution, but it isn't really a mental institution, it's really, you know, his head, um, they have to work together to get out, and then once they get out, they'll be able to move forward, so I think that, like, 
with two episodes to go, I think you're cutting it close on how much you can do. I think I said this too with Captain America, because episode four of the Win- of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the one where um, what's it called? Where uh, what's his name? Um, John Walker murders the guy with the shield, and we get that image of him, you know, with the shield on his arm with the blood stain on it. Um, I think I said the same thing there where I'm like, there's a lot of ground they have to cover in the next two episodes. And I feel like we're in kind of the same situation here where there's a ton of ground that needs to be covered. Because at the end of the day, if he's going to get to the end, which the end is going to be, you know, the end of the show is going to be the end of Iron Man. But instead of it being, you know, two guys in Iron Man suits, it's going to be the Avatar of Khonshu fighting the Avatar of, um, what's it called? The Avatar of, um, uh, Amin, or Amin. Um, so because that's where this is inevitably headed, and that's where this is going to end, um, and there is a certain inevitability to that, because that's what we are rapidly hurtling towards, there does need to be some resolution of the plot leading up to that. Namely, we need to have um, a point where, you know, they not only have to escape this this mental asylum, and I say that as mental asylum in Stephen's head, they need to not only escape that, but they also need to um, liberate Kongshu from the little statue thingy. Um, and then they have to um, go from there to, what's it called, go from there to, uh, to go and fight Harrow before he can, you know, fuck up the entire world with Amit's, you know, judgment, or Amit's judgment. It's Amit, it's definitely Amit. It just, I see A-M-M-I-T, and for whatever reason my mind goes to pronounce it Amit, and I don't know why, because that's not right. And it's also not how they pronounce it over and over again on the show, so it's not even like there's a good reason for me to make that fuck up. Um... But it is, it is, you know, it is what it is. Um, what else is there to address with this episode? Um, it's it's very dialogue heavy. And that's one of the things I'm noticing about these shows, is that they do get very dialogue heavy at times. So what else is there with this show? Um, I feel like that's really it. I mean, it, it's a good episode, don't get me wrong, but it's not, you know, I feel like it's not particularly too much that there's a lot of ground covered in terms of personal development this feels a lot like Captain uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier episode 5 where you know it is questioning what do we do in this situation or like there was something or like the Loki finale where it's like we have to kind of you know get to the point where we can handle the issue at hand um, and a lot of the Loki finale is about that where it's like we have this fundamental question and again, I've said it before, and I, I, I think it's, it is this weird through line through all of Phase 4, um, I, I'm going to assume intentionally, um, because it's, it's a thematic resonance across the entire thing, where it's this question of free will, um, where it's like, you know, we had the same thing in Black Widow, where, you know, we had this question of, you know, overcoming brainwashing and overcoming what's been given to you and, and what, what's been forced upon you to become your own person, um, where... The, the climax of that movie is, 
you know, uh, her breaking free of, of her father's, you know, her, the, the father of the Black Widow program, breaking free of, of his influence. The, the finale, like, you know, Shang-Chi was similar, except instead of it being brainwashing by a, uh, by a malevolent spy ring, it was his own father training him to be a weapon and, and overcoming that. Um, there was, um, you know, Eternals, the question of free will, you know, over, you know, programming and, 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 and handling what it means to come from a god, not, and have everything lie, you know, everything about you lie, uh, is a lie, basically. Um, Loki was about, you know, f- do you have free will in a world where the timeline is set in, in stone? Um, and, and I think that, you know, for Moon Knight to continue this question and continue this look at, like, you know, we're looking at this, and I think it, it could just be, because it's not even the first time that Marvel's really done this, because again, I keep drawing comparisons to the Winter Soldier, um, because the Winter Soldier also has something similar, where, I mean, it's very similar, where the plan of Arthur Harrow is very much like Hydra's plan in the Winter Soldier, it is, they're going to, you just, Hydra is not a god, Hydra is using algorithm to be like, okay, so this person's doing X, Y, and Z, therefore in the future we will know this, so it's a less perfect system than a god that can see the future, and, you know, and be like, oh, so, I can see the past, present, and future, I'm omnipotent, and I can see all, but I know that, um, so I know that this person is going to do this here, and, and that is, you know, it is better to take them off the board now, um, but the question is, what's the line for good versus evil, what is, and, and all of that, it is, it is just interesting to me that this is something I keep going to, maybe it's just an easy philosophical question to ask that's not too demanding on the viewer. Um, because of that, that that could just be the case, where it's like, okay, well, we don't want to overtax the viewer too much and make them think too hard about this. So if it's just like, you know, well, what, how much free will do you have? It's a pretty easy, you know, lab question, especially when you put them into these black and white terms um, that Marvel's been doing, where it's not particularly deep. And I know I made it sound deeper than it is, but it's not a particularly deep look at what they're doing, at, at these, you know, at, at what's going on. So, uh, so yeah. So we'll wrap up for today, well, for this morning. Um, this evening, I will be going to see The Northman, uh, the latest movie from Robert Eggers, um, who has directed The Vivitch. Um... Then there is uh, tomorrow, the unbearable weight of massive talent, which I don't have high expectations for in the slightest. Um, but it is a movie. Um, it feels like a joke that went like one or two steps too far and had like fifty to seventy-five to hundred million dollars invested in making sure that people saw the joke. It's it just. There's nothing about it that's particularly appealing to me. But Nick Cage is good for search and optimization, so we will be covering that movie. So until then, have a great rest of your week. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. 
Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.